0: Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand.
1: These are the odds. You can lay it down right now. This is awesome. Winnipeg Blue Bombers and then the Saskatchewan Rough Rock. Dum,
0: dum, oh. dum. Uh.
1: Yes. Followed by the Argos. Argue what
2: will, viewers. We talk about value and in betting, and it's not as much about who you actually think is going to win; it's about where you can get the best value.
0: This is the Rod Peterson Show. Oh yeah,
1: betting tips with the Moose coming soon to a television near you. <laughs> Welcome to the RP Show, everybody. We are live from the Grey Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. Glad to have you aboard. I want to say hey to the Grey Eagle staff; they're all watching on GamePlus TV. Carried all through Alberta and BC on Telus Optic Cable, it's what we affectionately call a Flame Tech Football Friday, and we got some pretty big name football guests coming on today. Ryan Fellwell, Calgary Stampeder's great, is going to be joining us right down here at Grey Eagle in hour two. Eddie Steele, as we bring in the Moose, Darren Moose Dupont here. Eddie Steele has taken umbrage with me even questioning that Michael Riley should go into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. And he called Producer Clark and he says, get me on the air. I want to talk to Rod about this. Okay. So I think you're going to want to tune in for that. I'm not scared of Eddie Steele. Give me a break. And uh, in hour one, we're going to preview, right. We're going to preview the Saskatchewan Rush Panther City Lacrosse Club game Saturday night at SaskTel Center in Saskatchewan. I got to say this. There are no NLL games tonight, but there's a plethora on Saturday. Yeah. And I see the Calgary Roughnecks are going on the road, and this is uh, how my life has changed a little bit, and yours too. We're on all the mailing lists of all the, home, the uh, teams in the rectangle. But the other day I was at the Shark Club, Deerfoot Meadows here in Calgary, and they said, ah, the Roughnecks home game's been postponed. And I'm like, I didn't even know when it was. I got to get on the mailing list of the Roughnecks, the Flames, the Oilers, the Stamps, the Elks. You know what I mean? Yeah, we got. I get. I didn't know. You know, thank God for Brock at uh, the Shark Club <laughs> for filling us in. Yeah, for filling. Us yeah, in. now it's time to connect with
2: all these other teams. That's,
1: that's really all that I have. Those are the guests and Director Jordan. Can you please hit the quick six show? <laughs> thank you for what's going on. Stop the presses. This might be the first day that I lead off the show with soccer news. Okay, and and how can't I? A big soccer win for Canada's national men's team. The squad maintained its unbeaten record and took a step closer to Qatar 2022 with a 2-0 victory over Honduras in World Cup qualifying play. How are we beating Honduras? That's like them beating us at hockey. Right. Wouldn't you think? Well, they've had our number for a while. Well, not anymore. Canada improved to 5-0-4 oh, to remain atop the eight-team qualifying standings just ahead of the U.S. and Mexico. And if I may, I didn't watch it. There was hockey on last night, but I'm a big enough person to know what's hot. Yeah. And it is Canada. And if they make it to the World Cup, I guess this country is going to come off its hinges. It's not till November, I notice. Right? Right. But I will watch it if there's no hockey or football on. So, way to go, Canada. And. Uh, Let's keep it rolling. Point two, NHL on Thursday. Do you want the good news or the bad news first? I like good news. Okay, we'll, we'll start with the good news. I got to dig far and deep for it. Where is it here? Connor McDavid scoring in a shootout as the Edmonton Oilers won their third in a row, 3-2 over the National Predators uh, last night at Rogers Place. Three wins in a row for the Oil. Are they back? Is this it? No, not officially, but they're, they're right there fair. Okay, that's the good news. The orders won. Now the bad news. From a Winnipeg perspective, JT Miller registered his second career hat-trick, and Vancouver snapped a three-game skid. Was it 5-1? The Canucks won in Winnipeg last night. The Jets have lost a season-high six games. JT Miller scored once in the power play, twice at even strength for the Canucks, giving him The team lead in goals with 15. Brock Besser had a goal and two assists, and Elias Pettersson contributed a goal and assist for the Canucks. Spencer Martin made 33 saves for his first career victory in his third game with Vancouver. Andrew Kopp scored for the Jets. And I don't know. We got a lot of viewers on Bell MTS Cable out there in Winnipeg watching on Game Plus right now. I want to hear from you what you think is wrong with the Winnipeg Jets, and the text line is open. We'll put the number on the screen, 902-518-3033. Pick up the phone and text our Rod Peterson. How does she say it? Rod Peterson. Rod Peterson. 902-518-3033. Manitoba, I want to hear from you, because the Winnipeg Jets, uh, they're sinking like a sunset. It ain't over. I mean, we still got a half a season to go. But what I'm hearing from the Winnipeg people, because I watched the Flames at the Blues, and I'm getting to that. I watched the Oilers and the Preds. We couldn't get the Jets out here in Alberta. What I'm hearing from the Jets fans is lack of energy, lack of chutzpah. Uh, Dave Lowry just stands there with his arms folded. He doesn't say anything. Honor Hellebuck's not playing well enough. But they say they're lacking some fire. And I think we discerned over the last couple of days, sorry to say, but the window might very well be closed for the Winnipeg Jets. And they're saying, blow it up! And I'm saying, what does blow it up exactly mean? Your coach is gone. I don't think you want to get rid of Ken Chevelday off your general manager. He built a Stanley Cup contender that had a great run over the last 10 years, really. Mm-hmm. But it might be over. What do you do? Yeah. Is is now the time you blow it up? Well, it's so hard because
2: there's so many good pieces. Yeah, right. And when they get it together, they can play with anybody, and they're very good. So it's a really tough time in Winnipeg, and the fans don't want to blow it up because it's like, that's right there. It's like turning back right before the finish line. But you really don't know if you can get to the top, right? So that's Ken Sheveldayoff's challenge right now. It's a massive challenge. I would say it's the owner's challenge.
1: I think it goes higher than Chevy. Oh, and then Chevy would, yeah. Ugh. Like a rock. Chevy, I'm with you. Uh, with trade deadline coming up, do you start selling off pieces and start the rebuild? I'm, I think and we're sitting here today. What's the date? January 28th. I
2: don't think it stays still. You start the rebuild. You either say... You're either
1: moving forward or you're going backwards. Yeah,
2: you either take one more shot at this and say, look at, we're capable enough but we just need to shake up in the locker room or whatever and you go, or you say, look at. We got
1: real close,
2: but we just need to retweak
1: this. Dude, and... that's what the Oilers are doing. Oof. Bringing in Evander Kane is that. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, I guess, I didn't hear it because I had the Flames game on, but they announced the Evander Kane in the arena, and there was booze. Did you Ooh. hear that? And listen, I know those Oilers panelists, Joaquin Gage. We were on the same team together in PA. Great guy. Bobby Stoffer. wonderful guy. They're on the panel. Great signing that Evander Kane from a pure hockey, great signing by the orders. I'm like, they got to say it. (laughs) You know what? Do you actually believe that you come on? But they have to.
2: Well, they talked a lot about And I, this is what I heard. I don't know who was from on, on the network, but it was, this is a low risk signing. high reward signing from a hockey perspective. Yes. 700 grand, but from a hockey, from a, from a PR perspective and from a locker room perspective, it's very high risk. Because you don't know what it's going to do to your group. But from an on-ice perspective, yeah, it's low risk, and there's a lot to be gained. So it's up to McDavid and Drysidle and Duncan Keith and Dave Tippett to manage that locker room.
1: Uh, Ryan McCarthy watching in Saratoga, New York, says good day to the Rod Squad from wintry New York. It's football Friday. Smash that like button. I appreciate that. If you're watching on YouTube right now, go down and click like. I don't ask you for much. You're watching for free, right? Go down and click like. That would be great, and tell all your friends about the greatest sports talk show that you know, the RP Show. So moving on, Adam Larson scored the first overtime goal in Seattle, crack in history, lifting the expansion team to a 2-1 victory over the Pittsburgh Penguins in Pittsburgh. In Columbus, Boone Jenner and Sean Corrales each had two goals, and Columbus scored four straight to rally from an early deficit and beat the New York Rangers 5-3. In Tampa, Anthony Sorelli had the tie-breaking goal midway through the third. After failing to score on a second-period penalty shot in Tampa Bay, edged New Jersey 3-2. In St. Louis, Brandon Saad scored twice and had an assist. Husso made 28 saves to win a six-straight start in the Blues, cruised past Calgary 5-1. I was checking the Blues' Twitter to see if they were going to troll the Flames afterwards about, go back to Canada. And they didn't. How classy. They They took the high road. You know, I respect that. They did the trash talking on the ice. I I respect the hell out of that. Yeah. In New York, Andreas Athanasiu scored and assisted on Quinton Byfield's first NHL goal and his return from a long injury layoff. And Cal Peterson made 23 saves for the LA Kings in a 3-2 win over the Islanders. In Ottawa, Andre Sveshnikov scored the shootout winner to lift Carolina past Ottawa 3-2. In the battle of my two favorite U.S. teams in Sunrise, Florida, Sam Bennett scored two goals to lift Florida over Vegas 4 1 in a Stanley Cup Finals preview. My guy, Thad from the Beach House, the manager over there, Beach House in Pompano Beach, sending me videos from the game. Wish you were here. I'm heading back there, but they're on the road all next week. I know. And lastly, Anaheim scored three first-period goals. Trevor Zegers scored twice in the second period, and Anaheim held off Montreal 5-4. If you watch SportsCenter in this country, and who doesn't, how many times did they show the Zegers lacrosse goal? Half a dozen. At at (laughs) least. Everybody's going to be doing it now, right? It's not that easy to do. Does that make the goalies look foolish in your mind or not?
2: Sometimes it does, yeah. But it's such a hard thing to stop because you don't know where it's going. You used to just have to block the bottom corner. Now you've got to block the top corner, the front of the net, the back of the net, everything. Um, and, and all the kids, they're practicing it now. It's what they're, pra- they're not practicing the wrist shot. They're practicing picking the puck up off their stick. We used to do it by flipping the puck off the, you know what I mean? We'd have to like hit back Squeeze it the up against the board. Or yeah. squeeze it up against the boards. And then we'd carry it around. They just whoop. That's technology,
1: Moose. We didn't have the sticks that they That's had right. The blades are <laughs> something there. Uh, yeah, the other night on SportsCenter's top 10, it was top 10 trick plays or something like that. Okay. And I was, ama- I was amazed because the number two play was BC Play Stadium. Dan Clark, Saskatchewan Rough Riders offensive lineman who lined up at center, I believe, and caught a touchdown pass in a CFL game. I called the game and I... Was Tino Sinceri the quarterback? I can't really remember. I think he was.
0: How about that? So
1: that was the number two trick play. Oh, wow. And number one was Merrick Mulley shootout at Madison Square Garden for the Rangers when he went between his legs back when nobody did it. Of course, he's six foot ten. So that's amazing, too. And you can and hear then, John Davidson on the call
2: right, right, going crazy.
1: And then uh, the Sully was the best. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Plaster and I still joke about uh, that. This is the warm-up, by the way. We're broadcasting live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino. Great Eagle Resort and Casino. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders Football Club is pleased to announce Offensive Coordinator Jason Moss, Defensive Coordinator Jason Shivers, and Assistant General Manager Paul Jones have signed extensions with the club through the 2023 season. After seven years with the Rough Riders, Coach Kent Majuri has been promoted to special teams coordinator as we go through the coaching staff here. Way to go, Coach Majuri. He always used to bring his wife and kids down to uh, my pizza restaurant, and we would give them lumps of uh, pizza dough for the kids to play and oh, make nice. dinosaurs and stuff with. Yeah, great guy. <laughs> Former U Sports and CFL coach Kelly Jeffrey joins the staff as running backs coach. Offensive line coach and run game coordinator Steven Sorels is back as his wide receiver. Coach Travis Moore, Timo, linebacker coach Dion Melvin, and defensive line coach Ben Olsen continue in their roles with a defensive backs coach to be hired at a future date. Uh, We'll debate this a little later on. We'll have time to do that. Jason Moss, thumbs up or thumbs down in his first year as the offensive coordinator of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I I don't know. I guess the Riders were the ugliest nine and five team in the history of football because they want everybody fired. Right. That's the sense that I get. Yeah, I know. They don't like the quarterback. Moz sucks. Yet they hosted a home playoff game, which was unheard of for a generation. And we got no weapons, so we need Duke Williams. <laughs> right. Right. I'm giving Moz the thumbs
2: up. Yeah, you know, I think I think he gets not an A plus, not an F. I think he probably is,
1: you know, a B minus. Rider Nation, what are you grading Jason Maz in his first year, and do you approve of his contract extension with the Rough Riders? I mean, I'm not surprised at all. They want continuity. Yeah, I approve. Yeah, you don't want to. They don't want to fire people. It's
2: hard. One year, new quarter, like new group for him of players. Um, this will be the year. One year is kind of an introduction. Year two is time to make some hay.
1: This is where the proof is in the pudding. That's right. The Western Hockey League announced the postponement of the WHL regular season game scheduled for Friday night tonight between the Prince Albert Raiders and Regina Pats as a result of the Raiders being unable to field a complete team due to injuries and an additional six players added to the WHL COVID protocol list. In conjunction with that announcement, the league announced the Brandon Wheat Kings will travel to Regina to face the Pats tonight. A rescheduling of a previously postponed game. The CHL on TSN national broadcast schedule, which was slated to carry the Raiders at Pats tonight, will now carry the Wheat Kings at God's team, the Regina Pats, tonight on TSN 4 and 5. So you know what I'm doing. I was going to go to the Hitmen and the Hurricanes tonight in the Saddledome, and then I'm like, wait a minute. I got a nice cozy room here. I got a Jimmy Buffet. And I got the Pats on TV. And I got thinking this morning, while in the gym, working off those Buffet Pounds, here at Grey Eagle. When was the last time the Pats were on TSN? Man, well, I was around. I remember I was. <laughs> it was 1996. The last time the Regina Pats were featured on TSN. I was there. You know what was going on in 1996? Number one at the box office, Independence Day. Ooh. Remember that sci-fi thriller? Yeah, I loved it. Number one song in 1996 was Hey Macarena. How about that? Wow. The Prime Minister of Canada was Jean Granger. The President of the United States was Bill Clinton. Good times. (laughs) The Premier of Saskatchewan was Roy Romano. The Mayor of Regina was Doug Archer. 1996. That's what was going on. Wow. So it's somewhat historic tonight, and... uh, Our man, Craig Button, will be doing color. He was sitting in that chair the other day. He was very excited to get into the sweatpants capital. Yep. Oh, by the way, from the sweatpants capital to the leather pants capital, the RP show, we have have yet to address that. No, we have not. We were only here a couple days, and Moose is like, what's with all the leather pants in this town? (laughs) Not complaining, but
2: cowboy hats I expected, cowboy boots I expected, but leather pants everywhere. The sweatpants capital, the to I the
1: fans capital. I like that. Yeah. We're only four points through, and because it's Flame Tech Football Friday, it's going to be all football the rest of the way in the warm up. On the way, Cody Jansen, the voice of the Saskatchewan Rush, Ryan Thelwell, Stan Peters, great, and uh, Eddie Steele, great cup champion. You're watching the RP show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and 24 Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com
0: to youtube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
1: You are looking live at Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. Look at that place. We are... Just to the right of your screen in the event center, and you'll see some shots once the blimp comes around there. Busy morning on the old freeway here. Oh yeah, I can't believe that I've waited this long. Um, watch your toes. I'm going to drop some names. All right. I spent the afternoon at Theron Flurry's house yesterday, as you know, and it was right. It was amazing. Like like. Theo's been on Fox News this week, CBC this week, talking about the trucker convoy, his vaccination status, and I was, his phone was going off like crazy. We were sitting around the island, and he said, I'll give you some of my special coffee. Come on, I'll give you some of my special coffee. Sounds cool.
2: You, you asked were talking me. about the special coffee days before, because you guys were trying to hook up, and he's like, you got to come. I'll make you special coffee. And I'm like, okay, what is the special coffee? You got to tell me.
1: It was Nespresso. (laughs) (laughs) He upgraded his Keurig. I think Theo and I might be brothers from another mother because it was a Nespresso, which you're right, is a step up from a Keurig. But then he opened the fridge and pulled out a carton of 2% milk. I'm like, that's exactly what I put in my milk too. So as his phone was going off, I'm like, Theo, I'll just leave you be. I went out to get a jersey signed. When I say out, I showed you pictures of his mansion. I rung the doorbell. He answers the door. Wee little guy, right? Huge door. <laughs> it was like Macaulay Culkin and Home Alone. And <laughs> I was like, you know, he could tell what, what I was thinking. Right. And he's like, I, I didn't spend it all. <laughs> Do you mind if I take some photos to you? He's like, uh, Amazing afternoon with one there in Flurry yesterday. Oh, man. I'll jump into the comments. Well, I'll do it now. I asked for the text line, and I wanted to hear from Winnipeg. Ward in yeah. the Peg writes in regarding the Jets. He says, between, between injuries, COVID, players in and out of the lineup, I believe team chemistry has been affected due to these things. Just my opinion, Ward in the Peg. I've heard just about everything. The COVID thing, they were on the road for three weeks. But you would think if it was that tough being on the road that when they come home... They would start winning. Right. They should be able to beat Vancouver, Florida. I might give them a pass. But yeah. when they say the team looks listless, yeah, they, they, you said it. They need a shakeup. And somebody tweeted me last night and said they should sign Evander Kane. And that was it. He was joking.
2: Yeah, they listed 10 teams. I don't think Winnipeg was on the list. How could, he's already been there. Of teams that were exploring and not going Kane. back.
1: No. Metal shingle guy regarding the Jason Maas question. Should he have deserved a contract extension with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? He says, yes, he deserves an extension. It's also good to see Shivers sign. I thought Chris Jones might try and poach him. Um, I thought that Jones might try and poach the strength coach of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Clinton T. Spencer. Another t- Tennessean, just right, like Jones. I was right. surprised that Clinton T. Spencer... Stayed with Saskatchewan, but maybe they re-upped the kitty or something for Clinton. I don't know. But I know Brendan Labatt said to me, this guy, he goes, I'd have been in the NFL if I'd had this guy as my strength coach way back at the start. That's how good Clinton is. That's quite a uh, stamp of approval. Yeah, and I really like Clinton. He's staying in Sasky. There you go. Middle Shingle guy goes on to say, uh, uh, should the riders go hard for Speedy B in a Grey Cup year? He's talking about Brandon Banks- Former CFL Most Outstanding Player. Uh, That was my sixth point, and I'm okay to jump to that. Brandon Banks. um, Actually, I do have it in my notes here. Bear with me. Uh, This news came down, I think he announced on Twitter, that he was leaving the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Star receiver Brandon Banks is leaving the Hamilton Tiger Cats after eight seasons with the CFL club. Banks, who said in an outgoing message that he will always bleed black and gold played 111 games over eight seasons with the Tiger Cats, and was named the CFL's outstanding player in 2019. Neither Banks nor the Ticats gave a reason for the two sides parting ways. Banks was scheduled to become a free agent next month. Uh, my take is, I just think he's tired of beating his head against the wall. What's the definition of insanity? Uh, he returned that kick in the 2014 Grey Cup on the last play to win the game, and oh oh called back because of an illegal block to the back, and they lost. Been there a long time, Speedy B. He's done a lot of great things, and I just think he wants to have a look around. I, I don't know the man other than the Twitter wars that we've had, which are hella fun for me, but spun him out of control completely. But I just think that he thinks he's never going to win in Hamilton. Right. That's the
3: sense that I get,
1: and before I go any further... Longtime Rider fans will remember a guy by the name of Omar Morgan, the O Dog. Good friend of mine. Lives in L.A. now. Clark, write that down. We got to get Omar on the air in L.A. in a couple weeks. Anyways, Ride remember off. when he left the Rough Riders after all those years of playoff heartbreak? Omar Morgan leaves the Rough Rider. I think he was with, with the Rough Riders six or seven years. Left them because he didn't think they'd ever win. Signs in Edmonton. What happens? Riders go and win the Grey Cup in 2007
2: right after he left and Omar Morgan was such a staple on that defense a mainstay forever we loved Omar Morgan you know what this reminds me of even more than that this reminds me because it's so identical to Chad Owens leaving Toronto not that he asked to leave or whatever but he was so good he won the most outstanding player he was electric he was the same player Brandon Banks was and then he goes to Saskatchewan and I remember he couldn't get on the field Mm -hmm. right? yeah. He couldn't play consistently enough. He wasn't, couldn't crack the starting lineup. I wonder if it'll be a similar roadmap for for Brandon Banks or if he can go and star with another team because you've been around a
1: while. It just reminds me of the same path that, that Chad Owens took. I remember coming home from a road trip. I don't remember from where it might have been Winnipeg, but we'd lost a heartbreaker and Omar. And the thing with Omar was he had those dreamy green eye. Mm. And he was looking out the window of the plane, crying. And I'm like, that guy wants to win. He hates to lose more than he wants to win. You know, he is a champion. Yeah. But he just figured he was never going to win in Saskatchewan. So he left to go to Edmonton. And lo and behold, we win a gray cup. Killed me. And then he comes back and we lose two more in 9 and 10. So I'm just saying... That's my sense. I don't know Brandon Banks from a hole in the ground, but I'm just thinking he's been through so much with that team, so much heartache that he's going to try it somewhere else. And maybe they're right on the cusp. One out of nine teams, man. (laughs) What are the odds? So that's my take on Speedy B. Um, For betregal.ca, sign up today with a promo code RP22 and get 22 free betting dollars, welcome dollars, from betregal.ca. AFC Championship Preview, it's the first game on Sunday. Talk about newcomers versus the tried and true. Here come the Bengals, who had lost eight straight playoff games since their last victory 31 years ago. But here they are in the conference championship game in the AFC, awaiting them at loud, sometimes intimidating Arrowhead Stadium will be the Kansas City Chiefs in their fourth consecutive AFC championship game and seeking their third trip in a row to the Super Bowl. It's not all about quarterback Joe Burrow and wide receiver Jamar Chase, but much of it is. The pass-catching combination was dynamic at LSU. It's made a huge splash in the NFL. Burrow made a sensational return from injury and is as accurate as a passer as there is in the league. He had 34 touchdown passes against 14 interceptions in the regular season. In the playoffs, he's completed 73.2% of his passes as a 101.4 QB rating. That's the AFC story, NFC Championship Preview. They've gone at each other 145 times in history. The San Francisco 49ers and the Rams, wherever they're playing. The 49ers have owned the Rams in the past six meetings and have a 75-67-3 mark against their California rivals. Until Sunday, only one of all of those confrontations was in the playoffs. It was in 1989, and the Niners won that too, 30-3, on the way to the most lopsided Super Bowl victory ever. Now San Fran goes for a three-game sweep of Los Angeles, though the Rams will be at home and favored by 3.5. That's the scene for Sunday's conference championship games. Our poll for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, who will be the winners in Sunday's NFL conference title games? I did a quick peek. And leading the way is the home team. They're saying the Chiefs and the Rams, and I went with that. I'm not predicting an upset this weekend. There are only two games, Moose. I'm betting on the home teams. Looks like the majority of our viewers are on the Capital Auto Universal Collision Center poll. Capital Auto with dealerships all across the prairies. Again, betregal.ca. Welcome bonus of $22 with the promo code RP22. What are you going with? The home teams, in terms of the money
2: line, straight up. I'll take the home teams. You know, people look back to what was it, you know, late in the regular season last week or the second last week when the Bengals beat the Chiefs, you know, to win the division and secure the playoff spot. They're capable. They're capable. I mean, but this is a big stage. And Patrick Mahomes has been there. We know that he's not, you know, the spotlight's not getting to him. Um, It might get to Joe Burrow. I mean, he played pretty good last week, too, against Tennessee. And their defense played pretty good, too, creating those three interceptions. But Patrick Mahomes is too good. And I think, you know, Matthew Stafford, you know, you look at the quarterbacks, that's where it starts and ends. And I think he's going to play Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: How about that? Should be having oh, a game. That's the game I'm be. looking forward to the most. We got Johnny Burns here in Calgary. He's dropped a super chat. Thanks, Clark, to alerting me for that. That means he has paid money to get us to read his comments on YouTube. I feel so dirty for doing that. <laughs> Selling my soul for comments, but that's fine. I've sold it before. John Burns. No money, no funny. Uh, no money, no funny. John says, after winning 2-0 in Honduras. Canada hosts the U.S. 3 p.m. Eastern, Sunday on Sportsnet. Still number one, five points clear of Panama, moving towards qualification. Interesting, when you say Canada hosts the U.S., where's the game? Okay, I'll leave it with that one. <laughs> and he goes, he goes on to say, Bengals, oh, the game's in Hamilton? Thanks. Bengals 0-2, for 2, John says, in the Super Bowl, will the third time be the charm versus the 49ers? That's just as, I'm assuming that's a rhetorical question. So we got a lot of questions today. Uh, sorry, a lot of viewers today, a lot of comments today. I apologize that I couldn't get through all of them, but it's not right now Taco Time viewer takeover yet, Moose, as you know. That's right. I'm just throwing in the special ones. We'll award our comment of the week today for Stacy if he wins it. Unless we get a better comment here in the next hour and a half. He's leading the way. It was with regards to the giraffe sticking their neck out at the Calgary Zoo. Right. And he tied it in with tacos. He's the leader right now. Did you know Taco Time has been around for over 40 years in Canada? This iconic brand and a Canadian favorite serves over 3.2 million burritos, 2.5 million tacos, and over 1 million Mexi fries every year. I love Maxi Fries. Football Friday is brought to you by Flame Tech, locally owned and operated industry leaders in commercial and industrial combustion technology. Moose, we'll see you back here in an hour or two, okay? You betcha. When we come back, we're going to talk a little Rush Panther City. So stick around, everybody. We'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com.
0: Head to youtube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
1: Beautiful morning in Calgary, Alberta. You're looking overhead at the Great Eagle Resort and Casino. As we're coming to you live, this is the last of two weeks. We're heading out of here after the show, but we are coming back in two weeks to continue our residency. Very excited about that. We do have a winner. Hang on, Clark, in our Tough Tribe for Men contest to see who had the messiest hair. Tough Tribe for Men. Hair products for men. We will uh, announce who that winner is and show you a picture of him a little later on. But we do have a winner, and I appreciate everybody participating in that contest through Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for Tough Tribe. Four men, one of our wonderful partners, as are the Saskatchewan Rush and the NLL, and they're back home on Saturday night. Cody Jansen calls Saskatchewan Rush games, and uh, he joins us again. And this is, uh, listen, Cody, I say this with all due respect, it's a little battle of the basement, okay? I'm not going to call it the toilet bowl, but these are two teams on Saturday night at SaskTel Center that badly need a win their rush and Panther City lacrosse. Tell our viewers what they need to know and what they'll see if they buy a ticket and come to the game Saturday night.
3: Well, as you said, they, they need a win here. It's two one-in-four teams doing battle. But also, when you do look at Battle of the Basement, we're still five games in, so a win puts them in third or tied for third at least. And that's a playoff spot in the NLL. So it's not like they're out of it yet. I know the urgency is obviously there. I don't think the panic button's been hit yet. This team still knows what they have. They just haven't ex- executed too close to their potential. I mean, I think anyone would say that it was a disappointing loss against San Diego. They know they can do better. And uh, against an expansion team like Panther City that doesn't have the likes of Ryan Banesh anymore, this is an opportunity like none other to get the ship back in, you know, in line.
1: I got to ask you this: How it's going over in your market with the rush being one and four? The reason I ask is they love the NLL here in Calgary, home to the Roughnecks, of course, the Saddledome known as the Rough House, and they're snickering a little bit that Saskatchewan's one and four because it's Saskatchewan and. I'm in Calgary, um, but is the is the, how, how much pressure is on the rush here? What are you hearing in that town?
3: Uh, I don't think that there's any added pressure as much from the fans. You know that you get the on social media, you know, comment here and there that's disappointed. But I think in general, the there's a little bit more leniency. You can put it like that towards the rush knowing that, you know, you've got three championships since 2015. So it's a little bit of a different leash that they have. I think if all of a sudden we're talking about a 1-9 or 1-10 team, Rod, then it's a totally different story. But again, there's no reason why this team can't finish 10-8, and 11-7, and, and have a home playoff game.
1: They are facing an expansion team in Panther City Lacrosse Club, and I was reading uh, the game notes. Thank you, Rush, for sending them to me. I didn't realize that Fort Worth, Texas, has been known as Panther City since the 1800s. Cody, you probably read the exact same game notes I did. But as an expansion team, they're struggling at 1-4. and Is there any names on that roster that NLL fans would know or that you know or fans will recognize Saturday night?
3: Well, I think it kind of depends on how much you follow junior lacrosse. Where Patrick Dodds, he was obviously a standout. He's from the island. He's leading their team. He's leading all rookies right now, actually, in points, which is pretty incredible when you consider the likes of Jeff Keed up there too. But Jeff has played a couple of less games. And then you know, if you're, I mean, you're in Alberta right now. I mean, St. Albert Miners fans know Mike Triolo well. He's helped them win a Presidents' Cup or two. So. You know, you've got Tree up there. I think he's second in points. Kevin Orleman's in net, another good product. They got Demude back there as well. So they, they've got some skill. They got rid of Banesh. I think that trade was more for personal reasons. I mean, he's, he's a guy with the family. The travel schedule is a lot easier out east than going all the way down to Fort Worth. But they've got a really good young core that DK's building there. And, and, and I mean, Kaluski, he's got the squad he likes. They're good on defense. They've added guys like Jeremy Matt Hossick. you know, they've added Travis Cornwall who got the first goal in franchise history. I'll shout him out there. But, you know, they're building for something in the future. So I don't think this year they're as worried about making the playoffs, but building an actual team foundation.
1: But this isn't a Seattle Kraken-type roster with a Mark Giordano and Jordan Eberle. They don't have any former captains or stars on this Panther City team, if I'm correct in saying
3: I mean, Banesh is going to be a Hall of Famer, but he's not there anymore. He's in Albany. And then, you know, one of the guys I think that they've really built their decor around is Matt Hossack, who, you know, won a championship in Saskatchewan. He's one of the best defenders in the games. He's one of the grittiest. I mean, I think a lot of old guys will tell you, too, he's one of the hardest to play against. He's mean. There's that tenacity there. So I would say, you know, he doesn't have the experience of a Mark Giordano. No, that's 100% fair but he's you know, one of the best defenders in the entire league.
1: Last one for you, Cody Jansen, voice of the rush. Just tell me, because you've called or seen all of the rush's games this year, what do they need to do as a team to get their
3: first win? Score more goals. That's, that's the simple story, Rod. Uh, essentially, they're not getting enough offense out of their guys. You, know, you, you need someone to, to go off and have a night. It would be nice to see someone put up eight or nine points. It would be nice to see some of the righties click in and connect a little bit more, and not have to rely upon Robert Church every single game off that left hand side. It would be nice to see the you know the, the penalty kill step up and you know start killing off a few. You know they they've been getting adequate defense, adequate goaltending. You know they haven't allowed more than twelve goals in a game. But at the end of the day, that doesn't matter if you're not scoring thirteen. So you need a little bit more, and I think those righties are the ones probably feeling a little bit more of the pressure. But again, you still got some veteran lefties who could step up and have a big game, and I think that would definitely be good for their confidence and just the team going forward.
1: Cody, you and Darren DuPont will have the call work and people watch the game.
3: TSN, Direct, and ESPN Plus this week.
1: All right, Cody, thanks for the time. Good luck. Have fun Saturday night. Thanks, Rod. Appreciate it. You can get your tickets at ticketmaster.ca, by the way. Saskatchewan Rush and the expansion Panther City Lacrosse Club, which, by the way, there are no games in the NLL tonight, but as I said earlier, a plethora Saturday night. Rochester at Toronto, Philadelphia at Georgia, Halifax at Albany, Vancouver at Colorado, Calgary at San Diego, and Panther City at the Saskatchewan Rush, as mentioned. Uh, We do have a winner, Clark... We'll announce it when we come back. Okay, the winner of uh, our Tough Tribe for Men prize package, and I appreciate everybody who participated in the contest. Uh, Sports update on this Friday. Canada's national men's soccer team defeated Honduras 2-0 in a World Cup qualifying match Thursday night. The game was played at the same stadium in Honduras where Canada's 2014 World Cup qualifying campaign ended in October of 2012 with a humiliating 8-1 loss. They turned the tables last night, and the dream is still alive for Canada. The Pittsburgh Penguins won't have to wait long to try and resume their winning ways. Pittsburgh hosts the Detroit Red Wings in one of five games in the NHL tonight. The Seattle Kraken edged Pittsburgh 2-1 Thursday night, snapping the Penguins' six-game win streak. The New York Rangers will retire goalie Henrik Lundqvist, number 30, before tonight's home game against the Minnesota Wild. The winningest goalie in franchise history will become just the 11th player to receive the honor of a jersey retirement in New York. East Coast Hockey League has suspended former Jacksonville Iceman forward Jacob Panetta for the rest of the season for a racial gesture directed toward South Carolina Stingrays defenseman Jordan Subban. On Saturday, the ban amounts to 38 games. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand new line of games for the Tap, Brewhouse, and Drive-Thru Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. We'll continue the sports talk when we return from Great Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. You're watching on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com.
0: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
1: and you are looking live. There you go. The blimp has come around the corner here at the event center at Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. Aerial coverage of the RP Show presented by Tough Tribe for Men hair products. And and Clark, if you do have the photo now, we can put it up. We asked our viewers to um, take a photo of their messiest hair that needs Tough Tribe for Men. And we've got it. There he is, David in Winnipeg. David Asplin says, I can use... Some hair product. Tough Tribe for Men contains aloe vera, botanicals, and antioxidants traditionally known for their scalp and hair benefits. We love our men. Welcome to the Tough Tribe. Available today at toughtribeformen.com, Amazon Canada, and coming soon to a salon near you. And I wanted to mention to Moose, today's the first day that I busted out the pomade. I didn't even know what that was. Did you know what that is, Ryan? Probably not. <laughs> just shaved his head. Ryan Fellwell's in next here. Calgary Peters, great. Great Cup champion. Uh, I didn't know what pomade was till today. But I'll tell you, if you didn't win the contest, you can order at toughtribeformen.com, the number four, toughtribeformen.com. The package you'll get will last you at least six months. You'll get shampoo, conditioner, and pomade maybe close to a year. So uh, we're big believers in it. By the way, uh, the Beach Boys are coming to the event center here at Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. It is April 14th. Catch the West Coast beach vibes with one of the most influential rock and roll bands of all time. The Beach Boys. Dance and sing along to the best hits of the iconic band for one night only. April 14th at the Grey Eagle Event Center. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.ca. We told you about Taco Time earlier. Taco Time viewer takeover. We're in it now. I'm going to tell you that coming up next hour, Ryan Thelwell is going to join us right here at Gray Eagle. He's here. And Eddie Steele is going to join us from Edmonton. And he didn't want to make the drive down from Edmonton to Gray Eagle, but he's taking umbrage with me saying, let's just think a minute about Michael Riley getting into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. Can we just discuss it? Instead of just opening the doors and throwing him in there, Eddie wants to talk about that. So I can't wait. And uh, Ryan Thelwell, this guy's a big deal now. I got his Wikipedia up here. Played at Minnesota. Drafted by the 49ers. Played with the Chargers, Jaguars, Steelers. Then into the CFL with BC 01-06. Calgary Stampeders 07-2010. Came out of retirement. With the uh, BC Lions in 2011. Won a great cup there. Three-time great cup champion. I wondered why... I'm pointing at him, talking to him like he's on the set. Why? You were classified a non-import, right? Because you were born in Jamaica. Yeah, moving, he was. I think we went over this, but we're going to do it again. Ryan Thelwell is going to be with us an hour too. two. Tell some uh, all-time CFL stories and, and talk about these divisional championships. His former team, drafted by the 49ers, are playing, and I don't think they're going to beat the Rams come uh, Sunday. I'm, I'm cheering for the Rams to be in it because we're going to Super Bowl. And I want the hometown team to be in it. Now, as I look at the comments here in the time that we have left, we got a couple minutes, Taco Time, viewer takeover. Dan Asham's watching in Winnipeg. He says, Winnipeg looked bad last night. And they did, the Jets losing 5-1 to the Vancouver Canucks. Um, Go back, hit rewind on your PVR if you're watching on Game Plus Television right now or YouTube. We addressed it way back at the start. And the Jets fans have kind of tuned in late Is we're going full-on flame tech football Friday. Really, the rest of the way, I said it, Ryan Thelwell's here, Eddie Steele's coming up next. We're not talking about the Winnipeg Jets now other than to say, Dupes and I have discerned it's time to blow it up. And that's not necessarily saying get rid of Ken Dayoff, the pride of Blaine Lake, Saskatchewan, their general manager. That's going to be up to ownership. Mark Chipman and the gang that makes the decisions there. But we feel that the window is closed for the Winnipeg Jets. They made it to a conference final game seven. They've had some good playoff runs. It appears to be over. And they're saying they need a shakeup. We we believe they're still a good team, but I think it's time to blow it up and start the rebuild. Whether that includes Ken Shevelday off or not is something that the Jets need to decide themselves. John Ohm, Ohm, watching in Winnipeg, says Brandon Banks is a free agent. Watch Chris Jones get him. Last minute of play in hour one. Last minute. Where does Brandon Banks go? That's another thing we're going to talk with Ryan Thelwell about. He would have lined up against Omar Morgan a time or two. And we, I told the story earlier about Omar Morgan leaving the Riders after seven, six seasons because he didn't think he'd ever win. The year he leaves, they win. <laughs> That's what I think is happening with Brandon Banks. For his sake, I hope not. For Hamilton's sake, I hope so. So we'll load him up, get those questions uh, in. For Ryan Thalwell, myself, and Eddie Steele, the text line is open, 902-518-3033. Again, 902-518-3033. Ball for all you CFL fans, NFL fans. You've been waiting all week for today, and we got it. Ryan Thalwell in next. Stick around after this break on Game Plus Television. It's the RP Show, as well as YouTube Live.
0: Head to youtube.com slash the Peterson show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft,
3: fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas?